of like bark sets. It's really big. It is. It's it's like really bark. From now on when it's wet, let it dry before you put on a hat. This meeting's being recorded. Stop. Stop bringing the aloe off me, you creep. Nice to know you're going to be coherent, TJ. Holy yeah. crap! And if it isn't her job, most done. That's two seconds. She went from looking down to looking straight. I'm just taking my camera over. I was using my crap lens built into my computer. I've been day drinking all day. You can't do that to me. That really fucked me up. I've been I've been day drinking all day too. <laughs> it's good. I'm so sunburned. Check this shit. It's awesome. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to oh. this week's edition of the Humor Tumor. With me as always is my uh, hetero life partner, David. Hetero life partner. You yeah. can't even put the light together, right? That I know. Horrible. It, it didn't flow as well as I wanted to. Um, if we were together, I would cheat on you all the time. If we were together, you, you would definitely stuck. be the power bottom. No, I'd rip your dick off. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joining us on the show this week, we have Amanda Fedrick, dog trainer extraordinaire. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. First impressions are awesome, aren't they, for me? Oh my god! I'll I'll admit to having listened to a few episodes of your show before, so I I kind of knew that what I was getting into. Great. Um, before we before we get started, Amanda, go ahead and plug the business. Let everybody know what you're doing out there. Sure. Thanks. Um, my name is Amanda Fedrick, and I run and the owner and trainer at Amanda Fedrick Dog Training. I'm based here in Mesquite, Dallas, in Texas. Um, I am a Lima trainer, which just stands for Least Invasive, Minimally Aversive. Um, means I primarily work with positive reinforcement, uh, and that we find best results with that method. But um, this coming month, we are releasing a virtual digital platform. So we are releasing uh, the Pet Owners Academy, which will be a uh, digital platform for people to go and learn more about being a pet owner. There's just so much more to it than training your dog and basic obedience, right? So, um, hey, uh, I got a question for you, Miss Amanda. You're going to love this. Sure. Because oh, you're you're going to you're going to be like oh my god, what a great question! I didn't know that it was that hard hitting and amazing. If I could find out how to turn off my digital background, there he is. Can you do something about that piece of shit right there? I don't know. He's pretty cute. He's yeah, adorable. He's, he's cute. Look at him. Oh, he fucking killed my family. Do you know that? Don't jump on me. Mom and Dad, get away from me. So, <laughs> David, uh, you you do have the dog, and he's got a lot of energy. Yeah, he's an Australian Shepherd. He's actually really well-behaved for an Aussie. He really is. I just, like, pretend yelling at him. So even when if I got super angry at him, he would still trust me. <laughs> yeah. So if I treat him bad all the time, I, I use the same method with my wife, and it's worked for years. They just hang around. It's almost like dependency. I know sometimes like with the dog and my wife, I'll just go, go ahead and leave. You know, you won't make it. <laughs> Amanda, 
I've, I've, I've always heard the term, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And as you know, I've got an old dog that is now blind uh, in the one eye that he has and stupid as shit. I'm sorry, oh. but that was the most lame fucking segue ever. That was daytime TV all the oh time. Oh, my God. Now, Amanda, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm uh, going to say, man, anyone can learn anything given the proper motivation. No matter age. So if, if you can teach, like, old men to use a computer, and we can teach old dogs to sit and stay. Fine. let me ask you this i've been having a real problem with with willie the he eats the cat food oh I, yeah i cannot get him to stop eating the cat food i don't know what i could do to make him just go to his bowl and eat his food have you tried sewing his mouth shut i've tried beating him the, oh i don't even hit my dog what is wrong with you it's positive reinforcement tell him he's pretty when you're doing it at least Right. Um, no, you just, you know, you just control your resources. So if you're leaving your cat food down in a place like where the cats can access it all day, um, cat food is really, really high in protein, and it's made specifically for a cat's digestive system. So it can actually make dogs a little sick sometimes to eat cat food, but it really smells good and it's appealing to them, so they want to eat it. Right. It's kind of a a similar concept to older dogs wanting to eat puppy food, right? It's got all those proteins. And, um, I, I think it's awesome that she pretty much didn't say it, but like when she's talking about it, I just sat there. I was like, God, TJ, you're so dumb. Just pick up the fucking bowl and move it. <laughs> They're fucking cats. They jump on the counters, dude. They can I'm eat off the counters. That. I'm going to say the simplest solutions for most people when it comes to dog training or kid training or husband or wife training is just absolutely removing access to the thing that you don't want them to have, right? Like if, if they're, if they're really messing it up in the kitchen, maybe they don't cook dinner anymore. Right. Or, you know, if they can't stop playing video games, maybe the Xbox power cable disappears. What do you do about mass masturbation? Um, you can use that as a positive reinforcement measure. I've right? been trying to slap it every time I catch it happening. Just slapping it out of their hand. Yeah, make you know, them a redhead. If you're really consistent, it might. <laughs> That's how you make a fetish, though. That's why I'm like so weird about getting my temperature anally checked. This is this is a weird feeling. With Amanda, you're first. You're the first female guest that's been on this show. I am. Uh -huh dehydrated drunk and a little stoned you and know. <laughs> this was a horrible combination and i am so sorry i'm usually extremely polite oh yeah <laughs> that's um, a lie but, i don't believe that but uh, oh come on sentiment. <laughs> i feel bad you got a lot of pictures of dogs behind your head. Does that continue or did you set that up for the interview? Because it was a nice touch. Thank I you. I got a giant monster behind me, just like am, in prison. Uh, well, I'm setting up, you know, for this educational thing. So it'll be digital and I'll be teaching some virtual classes live. Um, but also there's going to be some video, you know, pre-recorded type stuff. So people who can't make the classes can still download the content and go through the course and learn all the stuff. But um 
Yeah, we figured it'd be nice to have some dogs in the background rather than, you know, my ugly blue wall. What is what does the course include? What are people getting? An ugly blue well, wall. Well, it depends on which course you take because it's like a whole academy, right? So initially, we're only going to have a few. We're going to open up with Puppy Basic Obedience and what's called Puppy Plus, right? So, and that's the class that will encompass like everything besides basic obedience. Like if you want your puppy to be well-behaved, well-mannered and turn into ultimately a well-rounded dog that's socialized properly, maybe you could take it with you places. And a lot of people really enjoy the idea of their dogs being with them all the time. Um, of course, you know, in practicality, nobody really wants that. They think they do, but they don't. Ultimately, you should always teach your dog to have its own time and space. I didn't even want the dog. So I, I totally agree with that whole thing. Now I got another fucking thing that depends on me to survive. I'm a fuck up. <laughs> this is horrible. I didn't even put sunscreen on. Yeah, you didn't buy sunscreen, but you were you were sure to buy no. that Japanese <laughs> variant of Optimus Prime. No, I didn't, but I totally bought the Stormtrooper. From <laughs> it's freaking awesome. But no, like like I, look at him he's just sitting there just tongue fucking this bone and he just he looks so stupid how do you make him like now tell me if i'm wrong just as much as uh, humans have handicap there is dogs who are mentally handicapped right and i know you've met a few of them you're just like oh you talk about those yeah, no, absolutely. They exist. And dogs with um, learning differences and disabilities exist. You're absolutely right. So I work have worked with dogs with neurological conditions that allow don't allow them to behave quite the same way that other dogs do. It might cause lots of uh, disruptive high energy, mouthing, seizures. Um, I work with deaf dogs and blind dogs. So you have dogs that can't see or hear. Um, and then I, there's, you know, the whole deaf blind category where you have dogs that can neither see nor hear. Um, and we work with training those dogs as well. Uh, you know. So can I ask you a serious question? And this actually ticks me off. I'm being all serious. Now, why don't they have a special Olympics? You know, they should, they should, but people for the most part suck. Um, and we don't like to accommodate other species in that way. <laughs> That's the way I feel. You can't do that now. Depending on the pronoun, that could mess up everything. Saying that whole thing. <laughs> I identify All as people. an Akita. <laughs> All people suck. Yeah. Man, oh, yeah. Woman, child, elderly, does not matter. They all suck in some form or fashion. That's awesome. ne Never has that been more apparent. Dude, let me tell you something. We left that beach at fucking 4.30. I was rushing to get in here to start the show. Uh, like, I came in here with, like, five minutes. Literally, Amanda, when I texted you, I was, like, literally, like, jumping out of the shower right at that second from rinsing off at the beach. It's insane. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, let me... So Galveston is one of those places like people talk shit about Galveston. The water's dirty. It looks gross, yada, yada. But that does not stop half of the state in Oklahoma and Louisiana from coming down here and making a five mile drive nearly 45 minutes. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any good reason for anyone to go to Houston, really. Like, what, what have y'all got? NASA? That's it. That's about it. NASA, it? it's just nasty. You used to have chemo. But mm. that's 
Isn't it? I knew a kid in high school named Kima. We went to Kima one time and we ate at the Mexican restaurant there. And they served a salsa that was basically like ketchup with like Frank's Red Hot in it. It was terrible. And it was a $50 check. Well, don't yeah. go there for their salsa. Was the rest of it okay? Or were you just no, like, it all we really want $50 Dude, worth we, of salsa? No, we, we ordered fucking queso and they brought it out. And it might as well have just been a fucking Velveeta brick that we scooped off of. Oh, man, I would rather have that. Anytime somebody puts out that Blanco queso. Oh, white queso. It's fucking gross. It You're fucking stupid. Right. You're retarded. I am. You're the one yeah. that just admitted swimming in dirty, nasty water. <laughs> and then getting upset when other people found out where your cesspool is and travel to it. <laughs> Who's fucking stupid now? If anything, don't go in the water. You don't need any more mutation. You know, you know it's, bad. Face you know it's bad when white people flock. All right. You know, it's oh. really nasty down there when all the white people come running in like, ah. Uh, well, it's people talk shit. All right. Look, the reason the water looks like it does here is because the Mississippi River runs off into the Gulf there and all that silt and sediment settles into the ocean. And all the dead bodies they never recovered from Katrina. Nah, those are out in the those are out in the oil fields, bro. Oh, no. You're <laughs> swimming in it. You're jumping in Texas jambalaya. It's fucking gross. <laughs> it's not I gross. got an ear infection. I, if you get an infection in the next few days, I'm going to tease the shit out of you. I what, know, what on earth makes you think I'd ever tell you? Because your <laughs> dumbass puts everything on Facebook unless you're fucking kicked off of it again for calling somebody a catch a next Tuesday. No, you know. And then Ashley, because she's such a fucking hero, will post something online. My baby's sick. And you'll be on like your pillow with like that little ear squabber thing in it what happened oh he was swimming in the dirty mississippi runoff also known as galveston beach and then he got sick and i'm gonna jump on there and i don't go on facebook Ooh, david is hate saucy it. no i'm not being saucy you I'm are saucy real let me tell you something your fucking middle name is ragu right now how saucy you are oh really yeah <laughs> your middle name is fucking Chernobyl. See, Amanda, this is why I said get your plugs in at the beginning because... Congratulations. <laughs> you have hepatitis A through Z. Your your B cells right now and your blood are literally dissolving as we speak and you don't know it. Like, don't drink the water, but don't swim in the water here. Especially don't swim in the water, man. That shit's going up your piss hole. Your dick's seeing it all weird. Weirder than it is now. Actually, wouldn't that be weird? If you like, you get a dick is magnificent. I, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be like it's magnificent. Yeah, it's magnificent. Have you ever seen a dog with just great genitalia? I have seen some 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 large dogs, and I have seen small dogs, and I've seen large bits on small dogs and small bits on large dogs. I, I would like to say that I've seen a lot of dog balls in my what, the What's, the, what, what's the biggest biggest set of Franken beans you've seen on an animal? Was it, was it a small dog or was it a big dog? It's absolutely a small dog, and I can tell you that you could probably guess what breed it is. The biggest bald breed there is. Chihuahua? Yes. Absolutely. It had the cojones to match its uh its nasty little attitude. So 
Okay, so you know how you can hit a human with a phone book and it won't leave bruises? What can you hit a dog with? <laughs> you kill it with kindness, David. That's the correct answer. Oh, aren't you so fucking cute? Yeah, he doesn't respond to that. Asshole. He, yeah, I've got I've got Luna in here it's, with me. If anybody ever like says that I'm beating him or being cruel to him, I'm gonna be like, I trained him in profanity. Yeah, and, dude. Some and, people think you just have to use the words like "sit down," say. Mm-mm. You can get those dogs to respond to to any word you want. Number one, phrases. You can get them to respond to hand gestures. Oh mm-hmm. man, you the the possibilities are endless, endless. I'm not going to lie. I kind of felt like that was towards me. I feel bad. I keep on asking you weird <laughs> questions. But seriously, I'm so unhappy. And I got to take it out on something. And it might as well be him. He's not on the books like the kids are. <laughs> <laughs> the government doesn't cover his ass. Oh, Yo. no. I, I'm waiting on a check in a few weeks from Mr. Joe Biden again. Dude, do you, do you give your dog treats? Oh, yeah. No, this dog gets a toy every single week. Because he rips apart every toy. And I, when I get up in the morning, I take him outside and I play with him. Put him back in. Give him a treat. He lays back down. Then he wakes up in two hours. My wife takes him out. Then when the kids get up, they take him out. Yeah, he ate through a whole bone. What's on the inside? Marrow. That's, That's great. Oh, that, oh, well, let him eat the marrow. Why are you fucking show me? I'm trying to. Whatever. He's freaking gross. I'm about the so shooting him in the face with compressed air I've noticed works. I would be careful with that just because the compressed air can get really, really cold. And there are like some really sensitive organs on the face, specifically for dogs. I mean, obviously humans have sensitive organs on our face too. <laughs> but for dogs specifically, they they experience the whole world through their face, right? Like their nose is their primary source of obtaining information about the world around them so i'm sorry i I was just thinking tj experiences the world through his anus (laughs) (laughs) but first into the world that's right i got scent glands (laughs) i got look when when you go ass first you're always you're always behind on things you know you're always surprised yeah imagine if you had to go backwards constantly Speaking of which, my wife had a schnauzer when I first met her, and the thing would just walk in circles constantly. And then it would pass out, throw up, and then wake back up, eat food, and then just keep on making right turns. It never went left. It was really mean, too. You got close to it. It would try to bite you while walking in a circle. Full rotation. Me and Ashley Ashley have the suspicion that uh, Willie might be showing the beginning signs of dog dementia uh but we're not really sure if it's dementia or if he's just stupid well anytime you start losing like your your information gathering like paraphernalia on your body so like your eyes your ears your sense of smell starts to go when that goes your sense of taste goes so when you start being incapable of collecting information about the world around you it can really affect the way not only that you respond to the world around you, but just in general, your life becomes a different type of experience, right? So 
when we see, especially with our older dogs, when we see our senses start to go, our brain starts to function differently. And of just, of course, like the brain's like any other organ that we have, like over time, it deteriorates. It can't regenerate itself or forever. That would be flipping awesome. We need to get Mr. Musk on that shit. I know. He's so, he's so worried about going to fucking Mars. Fuck Mars. Fix Earth. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know why we're trying to go. That's like my worst fear. If he like showed up at my house and he was like, we need you. And it's like, for what? <laughs> you know, and they made me go. I would they kill would myself before I got there. Expendable, though. Did you, did you guys see his SNL monologue? No. no. It was rough. I mean, obviously, the jokes were written for him, but no idea how to deliver them. Have you watched any SNL lately? <sighs> it's fucking rough. That is the worst shit on the planet. It's like one long-standing political joke that isn't funny. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's like they're back in the day in the 70s, you know, they were so good about slipping in a political joke. Now it's just like, it's stupid, right? We do now pretend to be a redneck. Oh, yeah, it's called Terrible Times. Have you noticed there's no comedy movies? When's the last time you watched a comedy? When was the last good comedy movie? I watched, uh, what was it recently? The Melissa McCarthy and Tina Fey Thunder Squad or oh, Thunder Force. Yeah, that one was all right. That one was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I mean. I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, so it's gonna be with Melissa McCarthy being like, I'm I'm a fat woman with superpowers. Woo! I mean, you're not a you're not wrong. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but I like that. And that's why I tune in. I can't blame it if that's what you dig. I, I saw it, I just I sat there and I'm such a superhero purist. If they actually had really cool superpowers, I'd be really upset. Like seriously disney marvel you know what the fuck you couldn't have thought of putting that powers on somebody else that and also i don't like seeing females that kind of look like me in body proportions (laughs) as superheroes like i'm still chubby and i will not wear a flash shirt you do you do have the melissa mccarthy build oh well i just cut my hair so i went from looking like rosie o'donnell to katie lang real step up there I'm two gay icons in one body. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we talked about on the last episode how you're the gayest straight man around. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it. I've gone in drag every single Halloween for years now. I've performed like drag stand up. You know, so you've got a homosexual voice. I do. It's like silk. <laughs> I just wish I was tough. You're not though. I'm not. I'm a muppet. You're like me. I'm I will I have told many a people I am the most gigantic pussy on the planet. If you're a male friend of mine and you get in a in a fight out in public, you're on your fucking own. Honestly, you do I'm look not like jumping a, in. <laughs> wait a second. No, that one carny that I almost beat the shit out of you jumped in to beat the snot out. Yeah, but I was I was amped up in that moment though. And I was yeah. also I was also like fucking what 19? Oh well no, now that you're a freaking marshmallow, yeah. I can't blame you for not wanting to get tossed <laughs> no way, around dude. a little bit. I'd get destroyed. 
No, does, not honestly, you look like a victim. Does it hurt less to get punched when you're fat because like there's more layers of fat to go through before it hits vital uh, organs? It's not the pain so much as we just know that we're it's going the humiliation to lose. of being punked. Being punked? You just saying that right there. Oh my god. Is Nobody this what the is this gonna be anymore. the this is gonna be the whole episode? You're just gonna come at me. <laughs> you look like a victim. God, David, when I come down there in September, I'm gonna fucking ring your bell. Oh, are you? I do have a bell in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that, that's the bell hard. I'm gonna ring. I'm gonna ring it. Oh my god, so hard. The one dog behind you looks like is forlorningly loving the one in the middle, but the middle one doesn't want anything to do. Oh, like the beagles in the in the friend zone. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I didn't even, so I acquired those two particular photos. My uncle is um, a contractor and he builds sets for like magazines and shit. So like when you open up a magazine and it's like the perfect room, he's like the guy that did the trim and the walls. But, you know, they have all sorts of shoots all the time. And so one of them, they wanted like these big pictures of dogs on the wall in the room, right? And, but after they're done, like half the time, they just throw all that shit away. And like whole bags of dog food, like when they have dogs come in and sit on the set, like for the photo, they'll like the company, the magazine company will buy like treats and dog food and whatever else they want for this shoot. And after that, they're like, throw it away. And so That's it's not a like a waste. Yeah, right. And like it's not like a like a movie studio where they keep all their props for future use. Like they keep some important bits and everything else tossed. So no, that's freaking cool. Occasionally I get something cool out of it, you know. Don't get any more sad dog pictures because you're gonna walk into that room and just hear like Sarah McLaughlin instantly in your mind and start tearing up. If you came to my house, my dogs would make you believe that it was the saddest place in the world and that they are never dead <laughs> or anything. Whenever whenever I have a, go, ever gone over to their house, those dogs always act like they've been in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so bad. <laughs> you guys. But they got they got a dog uh, named Takei. He's this big old meatball-headed dog, and he is just so great. I love that dog. I really do love Takei. You he love every his, fucking dog. I do he love his, every dog. He got his canine good citizen certification this year. So. Oh, really? Yeah. He, uh, he's doing, uh, he's like eight years old this year too. So talk about an old dog doing something kind of new, you know? So that was kind of fun. Joke right back at you, bitch. Bam. Bam. Face, right TJ. in my face. You can't teach dog old tricks, you lame motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got I've got a story uh, that I wanted to bring to you guys. Oh shit, I forgot to share the sound. Hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. So uh, the story was sent to me. I'll just I'll just play the video and then we can talk about it. A real life nightmare for an El Paso woman. Now I will warn you, the details of this story are 
very gruesome. Anna Cardena says she woke up to blood dripping on her from the ceiling fan in her apartment. She described the KTSM TV. She says she woke up around four in the morning to what she thought was rain. Instead, the sound was actually blood splattered all over her body, the bed, the walls of her apartment. Firefighters arrived and knocked down the door to the apartment above Cardenas to find a body decomposing right above where her ceiling fan was and the blood was dripping through it onto the ceiling fan, which she left on before she went to bed. According to police, Cardena's upstairs neighbor died from natural causes five to six days earlier, and the body was decomposing. Katie Johnston for CBSN DFW. A real Raining blood, man. First of all, let's just say that blood fan is a fucking great name for a metal song. That is a horrible superhero that would probably been in that movie. Dude, I would I what's your I, name? Blood fan. This lady, so I, I did a little digging on this story. This lady uh reported it to the apartment complex that she was staying at, and they were like, Well, there's nothing we can do about it. You can't break your lease. Let me ask you guys I something. Mean, technically, because I used to be a leasing agent, and like they're not wrong. Like, as long as they have like take reasonable steps to repair. They, they don't allow you to break lease. They can, like, give you another apartment. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you what I'm going to say to that leasing agent. Fuck you, I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't blame you. I probably would, too. But, you know, that's traumatic for people. Could you imagine waking up and just seeing blood splattered everywhere from your fucking fan? I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't freak out. Honestly, that kind of shit doesn't bother me. Like, I would wake up and be like, are you fucking serious? And that would probably be the most reaction you'll get from me because it's pointless. What am I going to do? Lose my shit? No, I'm going to turn the fan off. Then I'm going to find out why there's blood coming from my fucking roof. And then, most likely, I'll be so upset I'll make a joke out of it. Like, the owner of the building will show up. I'll be like, you moved the tombstones, but you didn't move the bodies, you know? Like... (laughs) But that doesn't bother me. But if I step on something in the middle of the night, I will lose my fucking mind. Oh, my God. I almost destroyed my house because I tried to put up a shelf, but the drywall's old and the shelf fell off. Oh, and I was so mad. My buddy came over and he was like, hey, that's a good place for a shelf. I just looked at him. I'm like, are you fucking with me? (laughs) Like I was about to just punch him right in the fucking face. Oh, my God. I don't yeah, know. So I don't know, how you, blood, I don't know how you wouldn't freak out because, like, if yeah. I wake up and there's blood splattering everywhere from my fan, I, I'm losing my shit. First, I'm puking. <laughs> I'd have to assume it was a joke. Like, it's so extreme. Like, like when you or assume that it was like a really vivid dream or something. Just like, how do you come to the conclusion that one, this is in fact real? It is in fact blood. <laughs> and now what kind of it. <laughs> what kind of sexual deviant dreams do you have that you can tell yourself it's just a dream that's why my face feels wet just bukkakeed all over and you just you wake up and you're like oh shit only a man could ask that question and let me tell you why because every woman has had that horrible blood dream the period oh. has come fucking early or yeah, you want to talk is. about early? I Guess... can't. Yeah. 
Like, Amp, wanna... Where Aunt Flo shows up in your dream and she's just says just dresses like a truck stop diner waitress <laughs> and she's just like, all right, honey. <laughs> so be today, ladies. <laughs> er, um, early this week, my today wife you become me. a woman. Yeah, my daughter. <laughs> she's nine, dude. Mm-hmm. That happened this week. Are you serious? Yeah. Good thing you got Jill to handle that shit. Uh, she started crying. She thought I would be mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. Not Jill, Zoe. I'm like, no, that's just life. But at some point, I'm like, nine years old? It you happens earlier and earlier, man. Every generation. I feed them a high amount of like chicken hormone-fed beef. <laughs> Sugar and antibiotics is what your diets are. <laughs> she came out and she was just like, hey, dad, check out my leg hair. And actually, the night before is really funny. She was like really sassy. Like she was just like, oh, the hell with that. And I'm like, look at you in your mouth. Chill it with that. You know, I was just trying to chill her out. And the next day that happens, dude. She gets sassy as hell when it happens. And she linked up with the wife. So me and my son are going to start uh, sleeping outside once Can't a month. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad, dude. Just masturbating to the moonlight together. Oh, like monster baiting. <laughs> remember? <laughs> what do you mean remember? I don't even... I've never even heard that before now. My son made made a, a term for when you're jerking off and like screaming and making scary noises it's called monster baiting <laughs> so if you walked into the house you just hear rrr, rrr. <laughs> what do you do i monster baited last night props to him that's good terminology right it there. is pretty damn good <laughs> that's, that's, that's he's pretty a really funny like kid <laughs> his son his son is very funny how old is your son? He's 14. Oh, that's my daughter's age. Okay. Yeah. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, your daughter, Riley. I, I, I mean, are boys a thing now? Have you had to have that conversation yet? I was about to say. He's not into boys. Oh, all right. So, no, not really. You haven't <laughs> had to have a conversation about jam and clams? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where we just cover all our bases. Like we talked about, you know, how your reproductive system works, which I know she was fucking thrilled to have that conversation with her mom. My dad, my dad was so uncomfortable with that stuff. I remember we, we, we took a trip somewhere, me and him. And, uh, I think we went camping, but, uh, we were in the car and he turned down an Eddie money song. He turned down Eddie Money and he looks at me. He goes, he goes, so what do you know about sex? And I was like, well, they told us this at school. And I kind of gave him the rundown. He's like, he's like, all right, that's good. That pretty much covers it and turned the music back up. <laughs> My dad didn't say shit to me. My mom asked him once. She was like, did you talk to him yet? And he goes, he spends enough time in the shower. I think he gets it. <laughs> I was drying off when he said that. I felt so bad. Did you? Did your mom ever give you like a talk? No, no oh. kind of. Like she was like, you know, that you should be safe. Like the, the words that she used were very like they're more vague, right? Like I have no problem telling Ryan Riley about like her vagina and 
her breasts and, and talking about those things. Like I have no problem. And I come from initially before I started being a dog trainer, I was a veterinary technician. So I come from the medical field as my initial frame of reference. So those types of things don't really bother me. Um, and so we use the proper terms for things in our house when we have problems like that, right? Um, but when I was growing up, my mom, it was not that way. It was, she was like, you know, your private area and- Your you know, hoo-ha. Yeah, hoo-ha. You use protection, but there was very little conversation about like what protection was and what options were out there. And, but it was always like very heavily, it was made very clear to me very early on that I should be the one responsible for that. Um, which, you know, I, I believe both people, <laughs> both parties should be responsible for that, but ultimately everyone's responsible for themselves. So as long as I'm making sure that I'm doing my due diligence, we should be, we should be pretty good. Let me tell you something, as, as somebody who was formerly a young man, if, if the girl, if the girl wasn't like, uh, Hey, do you got a condom? I wasn't bringing that shit up. So that's uh, unfortunately <laughs> typical, but yes, I mean, there's, there's very little responsibility laid on the man to uh, be responsible, I guess. What about I, you, David? Have you had to have the conversation with Q yet? Huh? He's homeschooled, dude. If, uh, if he's that wasn't my in fucking the question right now. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there's two girls at home. It better be the dog. if he gets laid at prom there's a lot of questions (laughs) no no he's smart man i didn't need to talk i came out okay and there's a point where the world kind of raises your kid no matter you'd you'd have that moment where like we're like yeah you know seems like he's doing a lot of sock laundry well you you know what it went well, I kind of thought about having the talk with them, but just talking to him, I talked to my son, like, honestly, he's one of my best friends. I talk to him all the time. So just you pick up on things he's saying. And I remember we were at Toys R Us and this guy was grabbing an RC car off the shelf and it fell on the ground and he went, oh, fuck me. And Q said, that's what she said. And kept on walking, holding his Star Wars action figure. And I just looked down. I was like, do you even know what that means? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. You can't help it. i I rather the world didn't teach my son about that stuff. But in some ways, it just happens naturally. And have you, have, has... you can do it. And also kind of what Amanda said it's unfortunate with a boy they figure out on their own but the problem is you go oh they figured it out they'll be fine but you're kind of giving them a loaded gun and telling them what to do so when i talk to jill openly when i talk to quentin you know it's i don't know i never wanted to just sit him down and be like okay so you got this and then you got this and then and then when you're in love, you make a baby, you know, <laughs> I never wanted to do that. I just was more open with them. Now with my daughter, you, with your daughters, you teach them everything so they can recognize what's wrong. Everything. Because the problem that we have now is that women know exactly how a penis works. Dick and balls aren't that difficult to figure out. 
I'm so they, they are they are mine. they are very user friendly. They're very user friendly, exactly. But what we have the problem is that like young women are and this fall under this same problem is that nobody knows how women's bodies work. And we have all this legislation now hmm. that so against the natural way that a woman's body processes and develops and works. And a lot of that comes from our young men not understanding. Like I still know full grown men in their late thirties and forties who believe that we pee and fuck with the same hole. Like, no, we do not. Mm-hmm. What, you don't have a cloaca? <laughs> Jill. <laughs> no. Jill, no. you lied to me. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. agree like a hundred percent it's just i never understood my parents even my dad being a pastor he talked like an adult to me all the time so you pick up on the stuff and also i kind of did it the way he did i would answer questions if they came up you know but i never wanted to be that dad that it's like sit here now let me talk to you about why I love your mother. I was definitely that mom. Like okay. I sat down with Riley and Nader. I was like, look, I know this is going to be uncomfortable. Trust me when I say I don't want to be here doing this shit either. Yeah, but- my wife, she did the same thing with my daughter. And then when everything went down this week, she was like, we talked about this. Chill out. And I was like, when did you talk to her? She's like, you don't need to know everything. I was like, you're right. I don't. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> and I walked away. And then I walked into my son's room. I'm like, I'm going to breathe here for a also, little Amanda, bit. Also, Amanda, you should you should know that David's wife will often in the hallway just like shoulder check him and make him flinch and then calls him flinch bitch. <laughs> I like her already. Oh, <laughs> no, my wife is amazing. She's Jill super, is the shit. She's smart. She's really dry, funny. It's a special way about her. But no, she's a hell of a lot more intelligent than me. I try to go for funny. She's like, that is stupid. Stop making jokes. You know, I'm trying to give birth. Uh, You really have to talk to the doctor for an hour while I'm in pain. And it's like, he was having a hard day. (laughs) Ashley Ashley told me that uh, her mom never really had like the formal talk with her until she was about to go to college. And then her mom just like took it too far. Like it started out as, as like a normal like sex talk, but she's like, she's like, and sometimes guys are gonna want to do butt stuff. <laughs> I, I mentioned that all day yesterday to my very Catholic sister in law. I just kept on making butt sex references and going, right, Jill? And she's like, Yeah. And Kathleen's just like, you don't do that. <laughs> you won't you won't make babies that way and if you do i can't wait for that evolution that would be fun wouldn't that be funny you sit there and it's just like hey nature doesn't like that you guys keep on coming in butts they ended up putting some ovaries there too <laughs> i i know it's who's gonna I, have the first butt baby i know it's offensive but i i remember seeing a memo year or so back and it said uh it's a picture of jesus with his eyes like wide and it said it said when you keep burning california but they still keep having butt yeah. sex. <laughs> you can only do so much you know <laughs> people don't see a miracle when it happens it, it's amazing no um no. a popular a popular theme that we 
go back to often on this show is uh, UFOs. Oh, you bringing up more of that dumb shit? David? You need to get that Aliens guy on your show. I wish. Giorgio Sukulis, if you're listening, come on, bud. We'll have you on. That's what we need. That's the guy with the hair. Oh, yeah. Ancient Aliens? Alien. Yeah, Ancient Aliens guy. They say specialist. I'm like, that guy eats ravioli. The, well, look. The, the that, re- that dude lives <clears throat> in the trailer. The reason I'm bringing it up is because the mandate for <clears throat> the report to Congress is due at the beginning of June. To, because that's what's more important. For the intelligence agencies to reveal what they know about the existence of UFOs and life not of this earth. And I have to tell you, I am absolutely giddy with excitement to see what this report says. It's going to tell you the same thing that you already think you know, which is that they don't know jack shit. They're unsure. Not even that. Why the fuck do you care? What's going to happen if they say there's aliens? Is it magically going to be like, awesome, it fixed the economy and I have better sex with my wife? No, it's going to be nothing. Or they're just going to pop out of nowhere and just be like, we were lizard people the whole time. Well, it's right. it, it just proof of life in space. It's just not like sentient life. It's like basically single cell organisms. So we know that they exist. So like, I guess my question is, what is, what quality of alien are you hoping for here? Well, I don't actually, these UFOs, I don't even think are manned vessels. I think they're drones, just like we send satellites into the universe. I think they're unmanned vessels that are just here gathering intelligence or information. But I, I would like it for the fact that I personally have seen a UFO. So I'm going to feel validated once they come out. And they say, hey, look, these things are real and we know that they're out there. We just don't know what they are. That's it. Just want validation then. I want validation. Okay. <laughs> you know all that... fans, not, not the Pentagon, TJ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> look. I, I'm just saying, like, David gives me shit for believing aliens. Justin gives me shit for believing aliens. And I just want to I just want to be able to hear the report and then be like, ha, huh, you fucking idiots, I was right. I was right, goddammit. <laughs> Why would I... First off, what? They're going to say, oh, there's aliens. And then you're just going to be like, fuck you, Justin. Fuck you, David. First yeah. off, the aliens you saw... Might not be the same damn aliens. What if the ships look different? Stupid. That just means you're what if so they're, fucking what if crazy and you didn't classes. see those aliens. The, dude, the, the, a, a fucking F-18 Hornet is not the same as a fucking passenger airliner jet. But check this out. Humans have this problem where we can't distinguish between species based on appearance because like, I mean, we can't even distinguish our own flipping species based on appearance. There are still people who believe like certain races all look the same. Right. So what happens when we get the aliens that come down here and it's going to be like the Vulcans. Right. And then the next time we meet the Romulans and we're going to be like, hey, Vulcans. And they're going to be like, fuck you. Earth is going to die now. (laughs) Brought up a good point. That is a good point. (laughs) Earth is pretty racist and fucked up. I don't want them here. I say we build a wall. (laughs) We I agree. Let's build a space. (laughs) Somebody called Donald Trump. We need Tony you. Stark. <laughs> Tony we, Stark. We have him. His name is Elon Musk. <laughs> he would be our Tony Stark. But he's a weird kind of like vaguely European pedof- 
pedophile creep. I don't know. Something's not right with that guy. Actually, I was happy. He came out recently. He was like, I'm autistic. I'm on the spectrum. I was like, okay. Was anyone surprised that he has Asperger's? I'm not surprised when anybody says they have Asperger's. Yeah. (laughs) I still think it's just a technical term to say that they're an asshole. (laughs) I got two autistic nephews. I love them to death, but those kids are jerks and they're funny. One of them sounds like Hunter S. Thompson. (laughs) He he walked up to my uh, daughter uh, the last time he came over and goes, hello, Zoe. My name's Connor. I'm your uncle. Just like that. Just booming fucking voice. And you're like, what? And he's like, I want Cheetos. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Where'd you come from? Who made you? <laughs> oh, he's so funny. He got caught watching Scooby-Doo porn. Somehow he found it online. <laughs> oh, man. No, wait. My, wait, my wait, sister wait, lost was it like, shit. Was it like cartoon porn or was it like live action? Cartoon. Oh, that's so weird. I'd rather watch the cartoon stuff. I hate Scooby-Doo. Is that bad? My nah. mom loves it. I despise Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo sucks. I think Scooby-Doo shaped our generation, to be honest. I mean, like, they lived out of a van. There were, like, five of them. They smoked weed and ate they, a lot of food. I was about to say, they were from All Portland. Mysteries, like... Mystery Inc. was entirely funded by Shaggy and his fucking bomb-ass weed. His drug money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100 percent. and then they just like what they traveled around they like backpacked around america like screaming at old people and ripping masks off of people. i would i would even go as far as saying that uh fred was turning out daphne and velma yeah that was a good theory too or that shaggy was turning them all out he was just the drug i mean up. and i mean fred was a pretty boy he does wear an ascot he does wear an ascot and tight pant like tight bell bottoms you know, he's got flair. Well, and, and those bell bottles, man, he had that donk on him. He did. And then they got Freddie Prince Jr. to play him in the in the good Scooby movie. What yeah. a what a just Freddie Prince Jr. Just what a waste of DNA. <laughs> like his dad, and then we get him. Oh, I married Sarah Michelle Gellar. <clears throat> That was the weirdest thing to me. That was like seeing that was like um, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake back in the day. And like, like if they got married, like that doesn't seem practical. It just seems like a show marketing that continues to run like years after it should. Oh, like The Simpsons. She was taking (laughs) care of him pretty hardcore. He got that weird. He did something. He hurt himself super bad. He can't do movies anymore. So he just does. Freddie Prince. Yeah. Really? Something happened, like a virus, disease, accident. Something bad happened to him, and then I was just like, "Oh, poor Freddie Prince." I don't give a fuck, and like I just kind of was like, "Yeah," but then he called all Star Wars fans idiots. And he's just like, "I was on Rebels. I know everything," and that was pretty funny, and that made me upset. And I was just like, "Why am I getting upset?" You married Sarah Michelle Geller. Are you also a huge Star Wars fan? I'm one of those annoying ones, though. Yeah, I know I'm obnoxious. I know I am. Fair enough. I, I, I'm an, yeah. He's no. obnoxious about well, he, he's obnoxious about a lot of stuff that people like. Like he did not like any of the Christian Bale Batman movies. 
Oh, I don't like Bell as Batman either. I'll agree with you. And I'm gonna say I didn't want to like the Bat flick, but he makes a really fucking good Batman. Like he just does. I had a problem with the nose on the suit. Other than that, he made a good Bruce Wayne. He looked like Bruce Wayne. It just if they didn't give him a human nose on the suit, it's supposed to point. And it, it just I look at it. It, looks it had like nostrils. Saint, but it looks like a Saint Bernard's nose. <laughs> So the whole time I'm like, oh, I love St. Bernard's. They're so cute, you know? And then I'm just staring at Batman. I don't think I realized how, like, beefy Ben Affleck was as a human being until the new Snyder cut. And I was it's, like... He's Dang. all swollen from having to quit alcohol that morning and going through DTs. <laughs> the, the fucking... The Snyder he married cut? that ugly girl. Oh. What ugly girl? What she played Electra in the Daredevil movies. Oh yeah, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> Jennifer Garner. I'm pre- I'm pre- going on thirty. That's what I always think of when I and I, I, I hated that movie, but that's I, the only thing. I honestly think it's Hillary Swank, but she takes the teeth out <laughs> and it, it becomes her. <laughs> You've never seen him in the same room. Ever. They've never been seen together. Must be the same person. We've talked about her on this show before, but I find Gwyneth Paltrow to be obnoxious and so like toxic (laughs) and irritating. And I don't agree with you. I have to agree. I'm not down with that whole consuming your placenta thing. She dries it out and puts it in pills. It's good for you. No, it's good. Um, I'm currently like 19 weeks pregnant, right? So. Um, yeah, but don't eat your placenta. I'll buy you a thing of Flintstone vitamins. I'll send that <laughs> shit to you right now, Amanda. <laughs> don't. I'll buy you vitamins. <laughs> I got you. Don't boil that shit down. That is not a tea you want. You don't have to do that anymore. Now they have services for it. You just send it off. Oh, oh good. Yeah, that. Yeah, they're going to send you back like a fucking placenta butter to put on your toast. I was about to say, wouldn't it be funny if they lost your sample? And they're just like, we'll replace it. We'll give you somebody else's. Don't worry. This girl's clean. You're going to like it. She's Italian. It tastes wonderful. She tastes, she's crunchy. (laughs) She's got some spice. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if it tastes like something you like to eat on the regular? So every single time you eat it, there's some people that would be like, oh, it, it tastes good. It tastes just like hot dogs. I love hot dogs. And then there'll be some people that are like, this hot dog tastes like inside pussy wall layer. And, Dude, people people you know. do all kinds of crazy shit. Remember, we we watched a video of a woman that makes cum milkshakes. Oh, I know. <sighs> also, medical benefits, though, like all grossness aside, both of those things like have actual medical benefits. So, cool. like, I mean, gross, <laughs> yeah, but like purposeful. Yeah, but you know what? I'm pretty sure you might pick up a little bit of vitamin C when you're eating dog shit, but that doesn't mean that you should do it. <laughs> well, yeah. all I'm saying is, like, if I go over Ooh. to that lady's house, there's no way, there's, there is not a single cup she could offer me in my house where I'm not like, so did you drink a cum milkshake out of this? <laughs> She'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be like uh, every time. Look, every time we go over to Tara's, just make sure you grab a, a couple solo cups to bring with you. Don't. If she offers you creamer, do not accept. <laughs> hey, we can't have sex tonight. I'm on my period. Would you like a Roy Rogers? 
<laughs> I would not. <laughs> yeah, earn those wings. <laughs> my my sister in law that I actually just left today, she made me eat tofu when I went up there uh, to visit them, and I remember I was like, I don't want to eat tofu. It's not what I want. And she's like, it's really healthy for you. It's good. She's a dietitian, professional. She works at a VA hospital. And she's like, eat it. You should do it. It'll help you out. The minute I ate that one piece, I was like, yeah, well, that's not terrible. And instantly I had the most explosive diarrhea ever. <laughs> I had to run to their bathroom and I unloaded. The last time I ate a banana... I got cramps. It was fucking horrible. I can't do healthy things. And I can't imagine myself having some snatch stone vitamins. Well, and then next you know, thing you know, actually, wouldn't that be funny if you did acquire a taste for it? So you just keep on having kids. You become a Mormon. Your husband runs a like a gas station or like. I doubt the possibility of positively reinforcing labor and delivery with placenta. <laughs> just throwing that out there but could you just imagine not the care I, I, I would be attaching to that stick can you imagine <laughs> if goop started selling placenta vitamins like made from real placenta and they have like a whole warehouse of like pregnant women laying down making nikes well, and giving birth you can buy breast milk so like Surely, I mean, surely it exists somewhere, right? Like, sorry, placenta. My wife wanted to inform us that that is actually already a service. So you use sheep's placenta, and Ooh, you can buy it in encapsulated forms. You know what? I I'll just take vitamins, or I'll just die. <laughs> I'll just not supplement my life with anything. But how can you say that? Some of the things you will do and some of the things you won't. Like you watch porn that just blows my mind and it's horrifying. Like it's for I, entertainment value. I swear to God, if like the girl switches positions too fast in a porno, at the end of it, I'm like, oh, what have I become? <laughs> like, you know, I, I feel bad about myself. Yeah, but you're I, so vanilla, dude. I know, but like I'll I'll deal with spiders or like terrible things stinging me. You're just like, oh, spiders. I can't do that. Oh, fuck with spiders. So Why? Because they're, they're fucking horrifying. You are so much bigger. Like so much bigger. Yeah, but they're fucking horrible creatures from hell. That doesn't, that means you kill them, man. I will kill them without any mercy, but I am absolutely petrified of them is it the number of legs or eyes that they have it's everything it's everything, <laughs> it's, everything. Uh, it's the eyes the legs the way they fucking move i crush them with my bare hands sometimes i it, just you, you even just saying just, that makes my fucking stomach turn some people chew ice when they're sexually frustrated me i kill small weak things Sometimes I accidentally eat them and consume their soul Joe, and make myself Joe and stronger. Amanda, Joe and Amanda just like let spiders just live in their fucking house, which is mind-blowing to me. Well, some of them are really good for eating other bugs that we don't like. So it's kind of like Absolutely. lesser of evils type of thing. Like I really hate mosquitoes and I have dogs. So like, you know, I don't want to transmit heartworms to my dogs here in Texas. That's like all the rage. 
I don't have mosquitoes anymore. I would like to tell you the chemical composition I put into my backpack blower, but uh, I, I saw birds leave <laughs> and not come back. But you don't have I, no mosquitoes. I don't have bumblebees. I watched a butterfly fall dead out of the sky, getting close <laughs> to me while I was applying it. I felt so powerful. <laughs> and, like every wrong in my body, like every anger cell just got released, dribbled a little cum right there too. Yes. Like, oh, I love my job. You were just a bully, the God's creatures. It's so awesome. <laughs> and then you get you get excited talking about killing these things with other people that kill them too. You're just like, oh, one time I slapped a bee out of the sky. I mean, you sound like a and fucking I fucking crushed it. But when I did, I did a pirouette on its body. You know, like you sound like a sociopath. It's so fucking great. A lot it, of thought into this. Well, not even that. If that feels good, what would it feel like to kill an Australian shepherd? <laughs> I bet that would feel fucking great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link PETA to your video just to spite you. What? <laughs> so I'm gonna that, link PETA. That, I don't mean it, PETA. <laughs> no, no, I love my dog. No, dog. PETA. What, they didn't want nothing to do. PETA's weird. PETA, weird kill, PETA kills more fucking dogs a year than anybody else. PETA's wild. Like the people. Like, coming from a person who is an animal advocate PETA is fucking wild like they there's like no gray area for them when it comes to animals but they will treat people like shit mm -hmm. um, it's you know, wild it's wild I've, I've read stories of them about in uh, about them intentionally putting animals in harm so that they can make points Yes, and um, there have been like staged videos from like protesters of certain like dairy products and or whatever. They'll go in and generate the abuse that they claim is happening so that they can film it and and make a statement. I and remember maybe maybe it was a year or two ago, but uh, there was a PETA member who was working for a slaughterhouse that. Uh, prided themselves on fair and ethical treatment of these animals before they were slaughtered. Mm -hmm. um, and then he was posting videos of people beating these cows and stuff before they were going in to be executed. Turns out it was him and a PETA buddy that got a job there to stage these videos to show that this abuse was happening. And it's like, well... I just don't I don't understand the tactic like if you're trying to bring awareness to something like this creating it and creating this false narrative I it, it's so counterproductive I don't understand the tactic I actually yeah. know a lot about this uh, so for a little bit I was a crisis actor you might see me on Sandy Hook and I did a thing for PETA with whales and they had me molest the whale and I, I felt bad about it, but, you know, you have to be five years out of the limelight. You know, I got a thing going on. There's some... What kind of whale? Else. Huh? Oh, it was a blue whale. Uh, no. Honestly... After you were done, it, after you were done it was a sperm whale. Sperm That's, whale is the answer you were looking yeah. for. There. No, no. Missed I rate blue whales. Missed opportunities. Oh, <laughs> 
I only write blue whales. I don't want no sperm whale. I'm not gay. <laughs> it was a sperm whale after you were done. I need the biggest <laughs> hole there is. Yeah. <laughs> so he just sat what's, there. What, what's your move? Do you go for the genitals or are you fucking the blowhole? What do you, what's your move? No, I go straight for the baleen. Oh. Like right in between there while he's sucking up the krill, he's sucking up my shrimp. <laughs> you catch these scripts. I have no idea how this is going to help your business, Amanda. I really <laughs> hope it does. <laughs> I'm so that, sorry. Like I said, that's why we got the plugs off off, off, off the top because I was Seriously, like, let's me and David open our mouth. and can't this go back show, now. <laughs> we have ruined Kiki's career. I know we no, have. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. <laughs> he, he literally said humor tumor in a song. I don't know, like, honestly, like, this is the second podcast I've been a part of where, like, my business and my name, obviously, which is my business, is, you know, brought up and, and my dog training stuff is brought up. Um, and the first one was with uh, Inspector Bark. It's this um, private detective in, like, based in Georgia and Florida who oh does um, fraudulent and abuse in animal rescue. Um, so... Can we, if anyone search podcast with my name, they're going to, I want to, I want to make fun of his uh, fucking name so bad. No, it's pretty awesome though. Right? You like Inspector Bark? I really like it. What? It depends on what the guy looks like. It's a, it's like a, a like a 60, 70 year old, like gorgeously aged woman. Okay. All right. I'll, I oh, I thought I was thinking like the old man from up. I was thinking like, like <laughs> I was thinking like detective Harvey Bullock. It sounds like, like a character from a Dr. Seuss book. Like he's follow just, Inspector like he's, Bark he, he, to the he park. Just, he just wears like a tan trench coat and it's like chomping a cigar and he's just and like a fedora. Yeah, and he's just like, We got another one. You know, yeah. this this job this job really makes you look at life through a dirtier lens. You know what? <laughs> I think I think sometimes dog trainers purposely like overspoil a dog when the owner isn't there. So when the dog bites the owner they're just like i don't know why it doesn't like you it likes me and you're like feeding it treats and you're just like you must be a fucking idiot do you abuse this dog <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm giving you ideas yeah oh yeah you know i'll i'll take that into consideration for sure if you do i want to cut Actually, oh, what if they give you a show and you just sit there and just you're like i don't see why the dog hates you you put on this fake spanish oh. accent Maybe you should stop being a dick. <laughs> yeah, David. I wasn't being a dick. <laughs> I was honestly just kind of going on a weird train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was honestly just having fun of the idea of you having a TV show. <laughs> I, you know, there's there's so much going on with these dog training shows now like you have like it's you have like victoria Stillwell. you had caesar milan who was really big there for a yeah. while joseph silver yeah dude like there's there's so much but like almost like victoria Stillwell is like positive reinforcement and she's from the uk she's the british lady but with the okay. long like, brown hair right okay yeah yeah and we all know who caesar milan is the and he, he is like this dominance theory which is really really old school and it's we know it doesn't work as well as positive reinforcement we've done studies on this but and i will say this in the nicest way possible primarily men 
prefer that training method. And my yeah. the training method I prefer is whatever's going to make my dog like cool and not well, like a right. dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think most people just want to, to an easy solution to a difficult problem. And most of the time when you have behavior issues with dogs, it's because the dog isn't, its needs aren't being met. It's just like any other kid. Like if they're bored or if they're, you know, hungry or tired, they become difficult to deal with, you know, and they become cranky and you have to put up with all that bad behavior that comes from stems from all of that. But like, if you have a child who's like occupied and properly like engaged, like you don't have problems. Right. So uh, let's, let's talk about some of the popular like dog rearing or, or dog control items that are out there on the market. One of, one of the ones I wanted to ask about is um, invisible fences where they put the shock collars. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've actually just had a conversation about those recently with a potential client who was wanting to get that for their like five-year-old German shepherd who jumps their fence. Right. Um, the problem with these tools is a lot of people get them to like solve the problem on its own. It's, it's not a solving thing. It's a training tool, right? So you have to use it through the training process to achieve the results that you want. But that's not where I would start. If your dog is getting out of the yard, there are other factors at play. We need to figure out why the dog is escaping the yard. You know, is it chasing after small animals? Is it that the dog, like, like huskies in particular, they like to run, they like to roam. They're not getting enough physical exercise. They're not getting enough mental stimulation. And all of those problems are really common. But if we're not addressing the issue, then managing the problem isn't going to necessarily solve it for us, right? But the problem with these electric fences in particular is that the, the way they function is that when you your dog has the collar on and any time that they cross that barrier, it will shock them, right? These tools do not work like continuously shocking your dog once it has crossed that barrier, right? It just gives them a shock. And then they once they break through that barrier and they break past that threshold where the collar and the fence are connected so it's a one and done yeah so once your dog realizes that it will get shocked if it leads the leaves the yard what it also learns is that it'll get shocked if it comes back into your yard so what they learn is that if they just push through that threshold they can still go do what they want to do and so, so you're saying stronger shock collars yes absolutely what, you ones that are continuous you need a um, yeah, yeah and, and electric shock's just not like a, a great way to start, you know, your dog training. You ideally want to start with like the most humane and method possible, right? So we want to reinforce behaviors that we do want to see. So if you're, you're just constantly telling your kid or your dog, like, no, don't do that. And it's always just, no, don't do that. And you never give them here, do this, or mm. let's try this activity instead. You're just constantly giving your dog negative feedback and that in itself can be you can really become desensitized to that and people are that way too like if you go into a job every day and your manager tells you that you are shit at stocking the shelves eventually you kind of stop trying to be better at it yeah like, it sort of becomes like that uh, self-fulfilling prophecy yeah well i guess if i'm shit at shelves i'm shit at shelves and you're gonna have to deal with it now and then that manager has to come back behind you or revisit training right 
So it's, it's, I don't propone electric shock for most cases. I don't think that it's necessary to train. I think that your explanation makes it sound like it's not even worth the trouble. I, that's, I, yeah, it's not the place to start. And I honestly see as train, as a dog trainer, people that come to me all the time with dogs that have been trained with e-collars, shock collars or prongs that are used, they're called aversive training tools, which means they use fear, discomfort or intimidation as a method to manipulate behavior. So what starts off as discomfort can actually become dangerous. So some people get the bark collars, right? Because those are also electric shock. But the problem with anything automatic is that they are liable to go off when they're not supposed to and create negative associations with things that are completely unrelated to the collar. So Pavlov showed us that we can cause people, dogs, anything that produces behavior to make associations between two things that don't necessarily have anything to do with each other, right? We ring the bell and the dog salivates. Does the, the bell ringing cause the dog to salivate physically? No, but these two events have been so, uh, connected to one another exactly that the dog makes that connection and it and it's how we manipulate that behavior so when your dog has a shock collar on <clears throat> anything that happens like immediately prior or anything that's surrounding your dog can also come get bundled in with the negative association that you're making with that shock right so we don't recommend it for socialization or for learning how to socialize with other dogs. You don't want to make a negative association with interacting with other dogs and same thing with other people. You know, ultimately there's everybody has this dream that their dog will save them from an, a burglar or an attacker or something like that. Right. Like my dog's so loyal. He would fight for me. He would no. Mm -mm. Most dogs. No, <laughs> they're not. They will not save your life. <laughs> that dog is looking out for number one most of the time. Uh, well, I would I would also posit the argument that if your dog is well trained and friendly, they're not going to attack somebody coming into your home to murder you. They're going to be like, "Oh, hi, a new friend." And that's the thing too is that dogs definitely recognize territory, and they absolutely recognize when things are where they should not be. Right? My dogs have never attacked a guest in my home. Um, we have people come over and we don't have any issues. My dogs understand the proper, you know, like greeting. This is the process. And then we move on with our evening and it's not a big deal. Um, however, I think, do believe that if somebody broke into my house, um, that it would be a different scenario. It wouldn't be the same. Do I expect my dogs to defend my home? No, they're not trained guard dogs. They're not, you know, protection dogs or anything like that. Ultimately, when we get a dog as a companion that's not made to work or service in some way, like a service dog, um, we are we are responsible for their well-being, right? And that means their physical safety as well. So in no case am I expecting my untrained dog to defend me. It's always going to be my responsibility to defend them. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, like if I buy a if I buy a Doberman, I'm buying a I'm buying that dog because I want it to if somebody comes to my house, I want that dog to rip them to shreds. Well, but then you would be doing protection work and training for that. That's a sport. That's like a whole thing. So oh, you can get like I... a 
It sounds like a lot of work. That's that's where I would. That's where I just come to you and be like, Amanda, how much do I have to pay you to make this dog kill somebody that comes into my house? Lots of money. <laughs> you know, I want yeah. you, I want you to make sure this dog will rip out the esophagus of anybody who dares enter my territory. I want him to murder. <laughs> yeah, I, I want him to come out from the pound after they take him. Like they got to wheel him out with a fucking Hannibal Lecter mask. Put a weight vest on him so he bulks yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a fucking cock diesel. A gold chain, get him a grill. People know what's up. Move his canines and just have them replaced with like the real nice gold ones. <laughs> just the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, people are wild. They do, they expect their dogs to do all sorts of things without training. Um, <laughs> they're just like, my dog will know what to do. It's instinct. And I'm like, you do realize that the last like, hundred generations of dog have not been dry not only that it's just like people that say that too then you look over and their dog's like chewing on their asshole yeah. <laughs> it's like really it that's, that's what you think <laughs> all sorts of things like let's not rely on instinct to teach our dog proper behavior <laughs> he wants clean anal glands so you know he can kick some ass later that's true you never anal know is one of my least favorite dog duties my wife had to. She was a dog groomer for a while. She's had some interesting stories. She's like, it's the little ones. They can't reach their ass. So you just sit there and you have to do it yourself. And she goes, it's not easy. It shoots like a rocket. Oh. Yep. Yep. We have a, we have a three-legged dog and he's missing his back right leg. Um, and so he lacks the muscles um, on that side to help express the gland on that side so when i give him baths i have to express his like one super full anal gland oh no it is I'm, like i'm so old school because i'm just like i'm i'm putting the dog down like <laughs> <laughs> no you're not you have a dog that's missing an eyeball you're right i know yeah i joke you i joke you i love that dog though yeah willie is willie is a good dog man he's a good dog He's Unlike this shit. piece of shit. Oh, don't be. Oh, so no, he's being waters. cute as hell. We got him a huge bone, and he actually smashed that sucker in half. I'm proud of him. <laughs> That's a dog that'll protect me if somebody broke in. No, unless they have a bag of hot dogs. Oh my god, no! That dog is scared of small animals, cats. He he is just all for playing. There's nothing like my mom sits there and she goes, he's kind of. Yeah, I, I could see him defending you. Don't my mom's one of those people see that dog, that dog would die for me. <laughs> she says that shit constantly. Like she had two corkies and she was like, that one she won't care, but that one, that one would guard my life with her last breath. <laughs> what I'm um, like based around that, like testing your dog. You surely you've seen those videos on YouTube where they they come in and they pretend to like break into your house and attack you to see if your dog would defend you. Dog. Yeah, and yeah, they, they, they interview the owners beforehand and every time they're like, my babies would defend me. And <laughs> yeah, it'd come to me, I'd be like, I don't know, he might bark. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> broke into the house at no point am I going to go, Waters, protect me. <laughs> it would never happen. I know he he would bark a shit ton. Like, he's got a bark on him. But yeah, that's, that's, the, that, that's, what dogs, that's what dogs are good for when it comes to protection. They're going to let you know somebody's there. 
Yeah, yeah, it's up to you how you handle it. That's why I keep him. That's why I, I still don't let him roam around the house by himself. I lock him in his crate. One, he loves his crate. We got the crate cover and everything. It's his own little cave. Fucking so excited I bought that for him. See, I don't hate him. I just want to kill him. So <laughs> No, you don't. Feel this, I feel the same way about Jill. But <laughs> no, like I don't want him getting hurt. Our first dog that we had when we first got married, uh, we were gone and they these guys broke into the house and beat the living crap out of our dog locked him in a closet it was horrible and ever since then i felt so bad because it was like he was probably terrified and he was such a twerp like he was an australian shepherd oh okay and he had short legs no oh no fuck that thing that thing honestly had to go (laughs) manda you would have saw this thing and went there is absolutely no use (laughs) <laughs> she, you no know, you would have been like even for his existence it can't give love anytime you try to touch it and break its circle of like e- endless loops it would try to bite you it's like what the hell and i was like why do you have this you can't even pet it and she's like i fucking hate that dog i've been asking for a dog my whole life and when they get me one it's that piece of shit <laughs> like that dog was bad my yeah, wife loves animals. Pick your dog out for you. Like definitely that it's like I'm um, asking someone to buy you underwear or something. Inevitably they're gonna get the wrong. They're like, oh, we got you underwear from Goodwill. Every- uncomfortably, there's gonna be a stain in it that you don't know about or like. Like uh. so uh the next the next item, I've actually seen full on wars online over the next item, and that is choke collars. Oh, yeah, I don't recommend them either. It's like kind of the same process. So first of all, physically, it can be really hard, especially on uh, if I can even say get the word out of my mouth, brachiophylactic dogs who have sensitive throats. So like our bulldogs, our Frenchies, um, some of our really small dogs, like our chihuahuas and our multi-mixes, designer breed, whatever's. have fuck would put a choke collar on a Frenchie? It, you, I'm just gonna say really, really dumb thing. Yeah, yeah some, I thought that was against the Geneva Convention or something. Holy like, shit! Yeah, people, people have all sorts of ideas in their head, and somebody's weird aunt always gave them advice and said it worked for them. And I mean, I, when I say I've, I've heard seen, that a shit ton of times, you're right about that. I have seen full on battles of people talking about this very product. About some people swear by it. Some people say it's one of the worst things you can possibly get for your dog. It's not even that. You don't beat a cat. <clears throat> you don't beat any animal. If you don't want to get hit, what makes you think the animal's going to want to get hit? If you don't want a choke collar on yourself, why the fuck would you put it on an animal? Especially a Frenchie, something small like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, I could be like, okay, yeah, that's a bear. I know, and Frenchies are so scary as shit. But no, a Frenchie is like this chihuahua is just out of hand. <laughs> you know, like it's it's one of those things where it, it's another aversive tool. So it uses a negative or unpleasant stimulus in order to stop a bad behavior. But what happens, especially like say my dog is reactive towards other dogs when I walk outside, right? It's just an angry little dude. And every time another dog walks by, it goes, because it turns into a little goblin, right? (laughs) And so, or, you know, that dog is really ready to go. It just wants to walk quickly and it's 
pulling the owner. And so for some, like, especially our big breed dogs, it's a lot harder to, to control them when they decide they don't want to behave properly because they're larger, right? Like if you have a great Dane, it's different when that dog drags you down the street than versus your chihuahua, right? Which is just one of those reasons that small dogs get away with shit a lot more often than big dogs, right? It's just the, the effect is different. But when we use these negative tools that cause fear or discomfort, it can cause, like I said, those negative associations with other things that we're not intending them to make negative associations with. So it could make negative associations with breeding other dogs. It could make negative associations if we're correcting them every time someone walks by. Um, but also, again, there are people, a lot of people, I feel like, who purchase these tools because they work quickly, because you get results almost immediately. And I mean, shocker, you hurt someone and they respond immediately, right? So what we find is that when we use these tools, we don't see the same longevity to that training. We don't get the same results. They don't last as long. And when you're not using that aversive tool, what kind of behavior are you getting, right? Are we reverting back to our normal behavior? So it can't, my problem is this, is that when people get those tools, they're typically used for the remainder of the dog's life. They don't move to a more humane method or work on the training to get it where it needs to be to move to a humane method. Um, and that's why my prom problem, and I, there are so many trainers out there right now. And, and this is part of the problem too, is that there are so many trainers telling you a hundred different things, right? There are some trainers that tell you that the e-collar is the best way to get off leash training done. Well, it's not. <laughs> Scientifically, we know that's not true, but they will tell you that so that <clears throat> they can get quicker results and send the dog on its way quicker, right? They make more money the faster they solve the problem. So if I can get immediate results by using pain, discomfort, or fear, that benefits me as a business owner. And it benefits my clients because I'm taking away a problem that they previously were aware of. What they're not aware of now is the new problems that we've generated. I think, I think what we're seeing here is um, train your dog from a puppy the right way and <laughs> you don't have to use these yeah. things and if, and if you can't and if you can't do it go hire amanda to teach you how to do it <laughs> absolutely yeah no it's 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 really easy for some people i think to get into this mentality to wait to train their dog um i hear from people all the time oh they're six months old now so we're ready to start training i'm like start training at six months come on you, you guys should have, should have already been done it yeah, you should have already been working on this stuff. Like, um, now again, not everybody gets a puppy, right? Like all of, most of our dogs came from an animal shelter or a rescue. Well, I mean, all of them did, but you know, they, they came at varying different stages of their life. So we have like Denzel, who is about six months when he came to us, but he had some pretty severe aggression issues already at that point, which really were mostly related to a lack of structure and some fear. I think he had some really bad experiences early on. Um, but, you know, our Takei, we had very young. We got him through the three, four paws when Ashley yep. was um, And he was just a little bitty thing, you know, like eight weeks old, 10 weeks old, something like that. Now so he's a big old him. dumb. Yeah, nope. and he got big. <laughs> we did. When, so I, I know in your profession, they're, you know, every dog has its own personality and some personalities are harder to overcome. But 
honestly, is there a, just a breed that is just really just hard to train? Even not not even based on personality, just the kind of breed it is. It's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There are you know a couple of breeds that come to mind immediately, mostly smaller breeds, and I think that's because most small smaller dogs are typically less food motivated. Um, and it's harder to find a motivator that works for them over time. So, and that's my particular struggle with the small dogs, but also the fact that small dog owners are much more forgiving and <laughs> um, with their dog's bad behavior. So they will not follow through and be consistent and then blame the trainer when the dog continues to behave the way it does. Like um, my, we had chows growing up and my dad, all the dogs we had before the chows, they were trained so amazingly. Like he, he could have them do tricks. It was really neat. But when we got the chows, he used to do everything, but they were just so, they, they acted more like cats as far as mentality and they were just dumb. They were sweet. They loved us. We loved them. But they honestly, you couldn't do shit with those dogs. There are some breeds that are made to work independently, right? So they were bred to work separately from humans and to have their own job. Oh, gotcha. And so, yeah, well, I, you know, when you start off with a dog that's got this independent mentality and breeding and instinct where I don't need you to do my job, um, you know, like Pyrenees can be a little difficult sometimes to some of these flock guardian dogs, the ones that we expect, again, to work independently. Um, and they can be a little harder if you don't get to them sooner, I feel like. Is I would I would honestly wager money that the owners are more difficult to train than the dogs. Every dog <laughs> is trainable. Almost every dog is trainable. And um, it's, it's really about honesty from the owners and what they're willing to do and willing not willing to do and i have like conversations with people before i train you know work with them before we ever meet for a training session and we be like all right this is what i recommend we do do you have a problem with this training you know plan like do you have a problem with crate training and if they do then we're not going to work together um crate training is awesome crate training is so so important for so many different reasons and i know that there are a lot of people that feel like oh it's a cage i would never put my baby in a cage um which ideally yeah none of us want to crate our dogs like well, is no it well but isn't it more the mentality that you want to take of of this is my dog's safe space Exactly. Like as humans, we, we build boxes to live in and we take those boxes and break them down into smaller boxes. And those smaller boxes are our bedrooms, our kitchens, our living rooms. And we designate those spaces for specific activities. The bedrooms in specific are made for us to decompress, for us to have our own individual space to rest and to be able to remove ourselves from activity that's going on around us, right? So if we care for our dogs, we should be providing that same opportunity for them. The opportunity to, instead of confront a stimulus or an exciting thing, we wanna give them the opportunity to avoid it also. Um, so we don't have to force our dogs to engage with every single thing that's going on around us. You know, We want them to be like, eh, I don't really care about that and go chill out for a while. I, we, bought, <laughs> we bought Willie uh, like a, 
$30 dog bed. Nice little fluffy bed for because like we come we come home from work in the afternoon. He's just splayed out on the hardwood floor. And it's like he's he's old and he's got old bones and stuff. And yeah, we want him to be comfortable. So we got him this bed. Has not used it one single time. Yeah, dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we the we cats love it though. <laughs> well, okay, there you go. My <laughs> dog doesn't use his either. We got him that nice new expensive crate. It has a side door because they said it would be easier to attach the interior bowls and like. He can't eat down. They Aussies, I guess, have a sensitive esophagus. So when they're bent over consuming, it makes gas. And he was throwing up a lot. So we changed it up for him. My wife's smart. She's good with animals. Me, I just sit there and go, I'll give you money for that. You know? <laughs> yep. You, but, that's where me and David are very much the same. <laughs> but like, we got him the crate and came with this awesome dog bed that just fits perfectly and it's got like a memory foam to it and like we were like hell yeah look at us i'm like i love this piece of shit like i dog's awesome he doesn't use it he he burrows under it and it lays on top of him (laughs) and then he just pokes his eye out the side and that's the way he sleeps and he loves it i've never seen him lay on it Sometimes those like really fluffy dogs and not being incredibly fluffy myself, this is kind of just my shot in the dark thought about it. But like if your body is kind of already like a pillow, yeah, like maybe more pillow isn't your biggest priority in life, but cool floor is. Oh, I know. That's what he loves is the cold floor. I know that's what that's it true. is. We'll, it's we'll, just it's like a little holy shit, too. man. It's like that's gotta be Oh, I'm like, I'm wondering during the winter, though, if he'll use it. I just want him to use it. I bought it, damn it. Use it. If he doesn't use it, those little orthopedic beds can make really good, like, pallets for people. So, like, you know, if your kids have friends coming over to sleep. Put them on the dog bed. Put them on the dog bed. (laughs) I can see a parent getting really mad. Like, the kid's like, it was so fun at Mr. Becker's house. I slept on on the dog dog bed. (laughs) (laughs) And he said I was an animal. But it was orthopedic. No, you don't understand. This was was made from technology developed by NASA. (laughs) Well, maybe slowly, like, I guess if the kids really like it, what you do is you buy another crate and you slowly move it closer and closer to the crate until you finally get the kids sleeping in the crate next to the dog. And there you go. Then you said... Then you send pictures to the other parents that just show their kids in a dog crate and say the sleepover is going great. Things are going fabulously. <laughs> I'm cold and thirsty. Shove, go to bed. And you hit the cage. <laughs> you just... have a pad. Use it. <laughs> We're playing the... hostile tonight. Smacking other people's kids with a rolled up newspaper. Oh my God. Just hitting the crate with something every time they make noise, just throwing something. <laughs> yeah, you do the thing where you're just like, knock it off. <laughs> the, the problem we have with with the Aussie is like, well, like he'll listen to my wife, no problem. He adores her and me. I'm just there to give him snacks. That's how I tell him that I appreciate him. That's what I mean when you're like, do you give him snacks? It's like, are you fucking serious? 
That's our love language. Uh, yeah, that's all we know. And he just stares at me and salivates, and his eye goes wonky when he's excited. It goes off to the side like Pennywise. It's fucking weird. And like, but I'm trying to get, I like getting his attention. Like I can't. He gets so hyper sometimes. Getting his attention is fucking impossible. So I literally have a toilet paper roll with pennies in it. And I have duct tape around it. I had to shake it. And then he's like, yeah, what the fuck's up? I was eating dirt. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is there a better way of doing something there? No, that's actually a great method. And what you're what, what it's called is a disruptor, right? So you're using something that um, sounds abrasive to disrupt behavior because it's like startles them out of their mode of operation. So we see this all the time. Dogs get really, really you know, into what they're doing, especially if it's like fun or interesting or like fulfilling some instinctual urge, like digging or barking. And you so, have to get them those, uh, I forgot what they're called, burrow toys. Like you can't give him a normal toy. He'll like just oh, rip like the shit he's out of get, it. Get like shit oh, out of it. Like yeah. With the squirrels in it or something. Yeah. We, he has that one. Has raccoon, a squirrel and chip. Um, and if your dog doesn't like keep stuff stuff um well we do uh, at our house uh we have a couple of kitty pools and um like even for for pie our little uh, she's a little australian shepherd mix little black and well she's normally black and white right now she's green but (laughs) she's got a little white chest and she's all bright lime green on oh her. i love it oh i should do that with waters he has a straight up cross across his chest it's amazing yeah. their dog safe dies out there and we do um we do our dogs occasionally the ones that like to be groomed that enjoy that extra time and attention will do it for them i mean um it's fun i think there are some people out there that consider it abusive um no, that's abusive. that's stupid I have to agree. It is most of the people that that believe that believe that it's toxic to the animals somehow, or that it's inhumane for a dog to have to go through that process, right? A cosmetic process. Uh, And my response to that is this: is is our dog Ubuntu? He's our tripod. He is the biggest attention whore on the planet. He could care less about food, really. He just wants you to love on him, and he wants a sucker to feel sorry for him. Like, he will come to you and be like, look how sad I am. I have no back leg. Love me. <laughs> I could I could definitely attest to that. He is yeah. a ham. He's, he's huge. And so, and he really enjoys his bath time as well. So he's like this golden retriever, German shepherd mix. He's got a lot of hair. Um, and he really enjoys being groomed. He is beautiful. It's good for him. So for him, it's like he gets extra time during his groom because we do the color, which has to, you know, sit like 30 minutes or whatever it is before we wash it out. And then he gets extra attention because people are like, oh, look at, he's got a purple tail and he eats it up. He loves it. So for him, it's totally extra love. Yeah, that's great. Totally, Totally fun for him. For, you know, the cats, eh, they don't really <laughs> want either of those things. <laughs> so, As an ex-dog groomer, I wanted to ask you, like, my wife, she was a dog groomer. And uh, my dog is the worst dog she's ever had to groom in her life. He's one of the ones that yowl like they're dying 
when you're just washing their paws. So terrible. He's been that way since he was like a potato. So she started covering paper plates with peanut butter mm-hmm. and then sticking them to the wall and then trims his nails and gives him haircuts while he's just sitting there looking it. Yeah. She didn't tell me that. And I came home and I saw that shit. That blew my fucking mind. I was like, what the hell are you doing to that animal? <laughs> and she's like, I'm trimming him. And he just looks back like, shut the fuck up. Get, get out of here, dad. It was so fucking weird. I didn't know if you would think that was brilliant or not. No, it's a great idea. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't want to, like, bribe their dogs to do things. I am not above bribing my dog to do something for me. And um, if I need, like, especially because I do foster a lot of puppies, too, right? So we get, like, these little six-week-old pit bull puppies. And they're, like, uh, they're fucking adorable. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that they stay with us for like six weeks. And so one of the things that I'd like to really focus on getting them solid at before they leave is the grooming, the husbandry stuff. So we work with the Dremel. So they get used to the sound of the Dremel. We work with peanut butter while we do that too, to make that really strong, positive association. And especially if you have a dog that's like not cooperative, um, nail care is not really something that you can just not do. Like you... You have to trim a dog's nails. If they get so long, it puts pressure on the, it forces the toes to sit differently. It puts pressure on the paws and can cause pain and discomfort, which can ultimately lead to more behavior problems and health issues down the line. Especially Uh, if they don't trim the hair in between the pads. That's a big, Mm -hmm. it's a big, it's so weird. I, I have so many weird questions. I've been trying to be good. I know that I was going through a tirade there. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to be a prick. But like, I just have weird questions. No, they're good. Like, I mean, people ask like weird questions all the time. They're like, my dog does this weird thing. Like, what do I do about it? And sometimes it's like, well, what is this the weird thing? Is it harmful? First of all, like, is it harmful to the dog? Um, And is it destructive, like to your stuff or to you? And if not, is it harmful that Willie likes to get snacks out of the cat box? Yeah. Oh, oh the poops. Yeah, the kitty cookies, man. Yeah, uh, he it, he is all about them, bro. Yeah, we we have um, you can get like covered cat boxes where your cat has to like kind of jump into See, it. The, here here's the problem we run into because I've suggested this many a times. Flash, our big orange kitty, uh-huh. is literally terrified of his own shadow. And when we tried to do a covered box, he was shitting everywhere but the box because he was terrified to go inside of it. He didn't like that at all. Yeah, so we're like at a catch-22 here. How many cats do you have? I've got three cats. You three now, three right? Cats? What's the name's name? Luna? We have Luna, Freya, and Flash. Yeah, so what like our cat particularly, we have a... Now, this is works for us, and it probably wouldn't work for you, but we have a cat door installed to the bathroom where the cats have their boxes and their their stuff, right? Um, our dogs are not big enough to fit through that cat door, so it works really well for us as a deterrent. Now, would Willie being blind and... Well, that's a good thing. Since he's gone blind, the, the kitty snacks have definitely cal- calmed way the fuck down because he can never remember where the cat box is. That or he lost his sight because of fermented 
cat shit with, <laughs> with scent crystals and burned his. Well, look, Ashley. Ashley does, pink eye. Ashley does a good job. She keeps she keeps that box pretty fucking clean. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Just opportunist, man. They'll 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 take advantage of the one time that you missed a turd and go in there and get it. <laughs> but if if like for him, it might work having a little cat door in one of your doors. Because it might be enough of a deterrent, like if he touched it with his face, that he mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to go through it. That might work. Um, or you can elevate your boxes. That's a good idea. Maybe I just need to put it on like a wolf. He's a platform. short guy, so he can't go too high or yeah. like face to face with shit. You get a step stool, and it has to like one of those little kid ones, and they have the quotes on the top, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is here to help me reach all the things I couldn't, and every now and then some things that I shouldn't. <laughs> I used to uh, do pest control at this mansion, and the guy had a cat wall. It's like a whole bunch of ledges in different awesome. shapes. Yeah. I'm looking at it and he goes, "Pretty cool, right?" I was, and I, I get manic and I get super like excited for no reason and. I don't think about what I'm saying when I say it. I don't know if you noticed. And uh, I was like, yeah, your cat looks like fucking David Bowie in Labyrinth. Look at this shit. And then he just went, it does look like Labyrinth. I'm like, your eyes could be so cool. You know, it's like cats just staring down at me like angry. My man, the babe. Woo. Oh, let's be, let's be honest. Labyrinth is just basically an hour and a half of David Bowie's crotch with Muppets. Dude, I was like reading a little blurb on that movie and how, you know, they had this whole movie written out and he was supposed to come in and play this Goblin King character. And they, he was like apparently supposed to be more normal. Hmm. But David Bowie showed up with fucking ideas. And was the fucking Goblin King that he turned out to be. And I'm like, man, you should never second guess eccentric talent like that. You just let it happen, man. Michael Jackson was supposed to be the Goblin King. And then something happened and he wasn't able to do the role. That's why Michael Jackson got the Captain Nemo ride through Jim Henson. That's why, because they ended up taking some of the monsters and putting it in that. So when David Bowie came in, I guess he was like, I'm not going to do fucking maybe with Muppets. And they're like, <laughs> you get the right to soundtrack. And he's like, oh, with puppets? Yeah. And he just <laughs> All right, go there. ahead and bring out the Muppets. <laughs> I'm so sad that that man is gone. He was an icon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, me and my wife fell in love because of Batman, the animated series, and our love of Prince and David Bowie <laughs> and Bob Seger. Also, I, and I the would, minute I that happens... Put, uh... We're we're done. Minute Bob's gone, our marriage won't last. I put I put Suffragette City by David Bowie and like one of my top ten best songs of all time. What about Diamond Dogs? God, I love Diamond Dogs is good. I I really loved Suffragette City though. That's a great Uh, song. I know, but Diamond Dogs it has such a slutty beat like that. (laughs) You just it's a dirty beat to a song. It sounds like Eagles of Death Metal. That stripper like drum beat. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Ooh, love well, uh, uh, we've been going for about two hours here, so uh, I think we'll go ahead and say farewell for this episode. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. And tell the people again where they uh, where they can find your stuff. 
where they can find my stuff not attached to my sick sense of humor. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Amanda Fedrick Dog Training, we will be opening next month the Pet Owners Academy online, which will be uh, accessible to anyone and everyone. We're making it um, friendly for our handicapped um, and hearing and visually impaired folks as well. So um, come learn more about how to raise a well-rounded, happy, fulfilled dog. Not just raise a dog, but if, if you got problems with your current dog, hit her up. We'll help you out. We got solutions. I can't imagine how good this dog would be if you had him. <laughs> like, he's just a waste of a dog with me. I feel so bad. Uh, again, Amanda, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had fun with us here today. Absolutely. It was an adventure, you guys. Thanks for having me. Sorry. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.